Sports Professor Rick Harrow, and we are on the record. Every week, this podcast will take you inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, the top deal-making issues, the top tech issues, and the top social responsibility issues, plus a blockbuster interview with someone who you might not have heard from in the world of sports, but having a profound effect on its impact. Let's get started. Sports Presser Rick Harrow and the $1.3 trillion business of sports. What a month. October is known in the United States as a month where all of the major leagues coalesce. Let's deal with the deal-making issues of the week. Three to one. Three. The Ravens launched augmented reality features for Imagine AR in a team app for this last week's game against the Browns. Ravens in reality, the 2012 Super Bowl ring, the uh, excitement about defeating the Niners 34-31 in that Super Bowl. And Imagine AR CEO Paul Silverstein claims his company's first large NFL augmented reality implementation. Imagine AR collaborated with Yinscam, the Ravens app developer, to release its mobile platform in time for the season. Two. The Professional Fighters League in the Zone launched joint venture to create PFL Europe, a regional MMA league overseas. The PFL and the Zone are launching it. The two sides agreed to a multi-year rights deal. 53 international markets, PFL Europe, highlight up-and-coming MMA figures, and the founder and chairman of PFL, Don Davis, touted the league's status as the only meritocracy in MMA. The Zone is now partner with PFL Supervite Division, and the popularity and audience grown tremendously in recent years especially. One. How about number one? We're going to hear about this one for a long time. The guy who the Orlando Magic drafted has certainly made a major, major step as far as the NBA is concerned. Paolo Vancaro, high expectations facing him heading into the season, but look at what's happened as far as the overall process is concerned. He's setting all kinds of records and all kinds of performance records, and the first player that we've seen, as far as the Magic or anybody else, to begin their season with 20 points in each game, something guys like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and others did not do. The guy's only 19 years old. First half of the contest between the Celtics and the Magic, Celtics star Jason Tatum decided to switch on to him defensively after the rookie appeared to be getting comfortable on the offensive end. Duke and Duke, look at that as far as a long-term commitment. That's deal-making issue number one, and we'll talk about the NFL issues with Kali Kazire and and others as we normally do, but let's get this one out of the way first because the guy's a hero and ties into the NBA in the beginning of the season. Bill Walton, 6,215 points, but that's not all, frankly, a major commitment. Three international players of the year, UCLA 72 through 74. The, uh, the, uh, the, the cornerstone of an 88-game win streak. NBA champ with the Blazers in 77, the Celtics in 86, named to the NBA 50th and 75th anniversary teams. Bill Walton, real key, talking about the NBA. Look at the NBA's value, 13% increase since February to about 
billion dollars. Other teams are for sale. That will increase the price as well. And frankly, Bill Walton has a lot to say, both on the court, both as a coach, as a commentator. So let's get right to it. A friend, a contributor, Bill Walton. Let's talk about your body. 38 surgeries? I'm doing great today. Yeah, it today. hasn't always been the case. I was born with structural congenital birth defects in my feet, and I ground them into dust. When I was 14, I was down at the gym playing against some really old guys. They were in their 30s. I was torching them. They didn't like it. They took me down one, two, high, low. I had to have my first surgery at that point. When I was 21, January 7th, 1974, not that I remember the date, no, but right. I was high above the basket, making a play on the ball, hadn't lost a game in five years, and a guy on the other team in a despicable act of violence and dirty play came from the other side of the court, took my legs out from underneath me, catapulted through the air, bam, fell on the innovation of the day, a tartan floor, yeah. and broke two bones in my spine. And I lived with that broken, crooked, unstable foundation forever. And then, but I just kept going and did everything I could to sustain, but then finally on February 24th, 2008. Not that you remember the date. Not that I remember the date, but I, I could no longer move. And yeah. I got off a plane and I, I could no longer function. And I spent the next four and a half years on the ground in the hospital. I had a pioneering experimental surgery on February 9th, 2009. Toughest thing that I've ever gone through in my life. But I'm all better, Rick. I have no pain. I take no medication. I go full speed ahead. I've never been busier. I've never been happier. And I haven't been this healthy since I was 13 years old. What were the four and a half years like when you couldn't get off the floor? I wanted to kill myself yeah. because I could no longer function. And I could only describe the pain as being submerged into a vat of scalding acid that had an electrifying current running through it. I could never get out. Yeah. When, one thing that I've lived with my whole life is the joint pain, the bone pain. Uh, but now with the fused ankles, that's gone. With the new knee, that's gone. With the spine surgery, that's gone. But the nerve pain, nerve pain is a completely different challenge and there's nothing that works on nerve pain and it never goes away. And it drives you to a deep, dark place yeah. where you can't think, you can't dream there's no hope you can't function you can't eat you can't sleep you can't move and that was me so of all the people that i mentor with their health challenges the the first step is always to get out of the pain and that for me required surgery i tried everything i've never met anybody rick yeah who got up in the morning and said, hey, I think I'll just go have some spine surgery today. <laughs> I mean, this is not something that is, nah, yeah. like, uh, yeah. you, you look forward to. But, were you, but, do, but it, how much pain were you in when you were playing? I was in well, constant pain, constant chronic pain, pain but yeah. you don't think about it. You yeah. just, you know, you think that's just the way life is. Yeah. I grew up thinking that everybody's feet hurt all the time because that's what mine did. To finish about Better Way Back, because the whole idea of turning your pain Right. into something positive uh, yeah. for others. I, I try to live a life based on that things work out best for those that make the best out of the way things work out. Right. I try to live a life in service of the needs of others. I try to live a life of searching for possible opportunities to move the group forward. The nicest thing, Rick, that anybody ever said about me as a basketball player 
was that I helped make my teammates play better. I had uh, this incredible world and culture that I grew up in that was fostered in sports by my first coach, Rocky, who was our town's fireman. He was a volunteer for 59 years at the same elementary school. Then Chick Hearn, greatest broadcaster yeah. ever. I found Chick on the radio when I was nine years old. And then in the culture that I grew up and lived in, in the 50s and the 60s in San Diego, California, every coach, every teacher that I had was a disciple of John Wooden. Yeah. who gave away everything that he had. I mean, he was this spiritual force of nature. And then the heroes and role models that I chose as a child, still to this very day, have maintained that position in their life. And that's a, a very affirmative aspect of a, of a person's life. The country was, was torn apart uh, almost as much as it is today. Uh, it wouldn't, among everything else, to an outsider, proves that two men can love each other even be, though they have different political and life philosophies. I did not understand, Rick, anything that Coach Wooden was talking about. Yeah, I thought he was crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were teenagers and we had such incredible success at early ages. And we set all the records when we were playing at UCLA that still stand to this day. Yeah. And he was a guy who was very grounded, very focused, very determined. He took his responsibilities and duties very seriously. It was a, a remarkable experience and opportunity that I did not appreciate at the time. I had a perfect childhood, even though I had the health challenges even then, even though I had my stuttering challenges. But uh, basketball, the easiest part of my life ever, academics, super easy. My challenges were the orthopedic problems and then my speech impediment. But I was, I was 21 years old. I had never encountered anybody that didn't have little Billy's best interests at heart. Yeah. Right. And then I joined the NBA. Right. And everything changed. And I didn't realize what I had missed. I didn't realize the errors of my way until I left UCLA. And then I got out there and it was like, whoa, things are different here. But John Wooden did a great job of preparing you for life after college. You just didn't know it. I didn't. I was totally unaware. Yeah. And I wanted to be a basketball player. And it was the safest and easiest thing for me. And it was also a shield. I was a good enough player uh, that I, I didn't have to do anything else. Yeah. And I, I started playing against NBA players when I was 13 years old. Yeah. I used to play against all the guys. We used to go to their games. They would come to our games. Yeah. Pat Riley married a girl from our high school. And the friendships that you make through sports, you know, they, the, yeah. the value of sports in our lives. When, when uh, I'm always sick, Rick. I'm always sick of something or somebody. But I have learned over the course of being sick my whole life and spending half my life in the hospital, spending all my life in chronic pain, I, I know what my medicine is. And you know, for me, my medicine is participation in a team concept with the guys in physical activity. The enablement, the empowerment, the joy, the celebration, the happiness that comes with doing that and then listening to the music play. Is it over a thousand? How many dead concerts? Rumors. Right. No, such thing as rumors. This is yeah. fact. Oh, this is it's truth. fact coming from Walton, which this has to be fact. Fact. So it's less than 1,300, but over 850. Somebody said it's 850. It's over a thousand now, yes. Right. So right. I've been a deadhead since 1967. I was right. 14, 15 years old, and I heard them on the radio. This was the transition from AM to FM radio. Wow. And so we had this moment in our lives where we're just all, hanging out because 
we were on the go. You know, the sun would come up and all the guys were out in the street all day long, playing ball, riding our bikes, going to the beach, playing frisbee, and just having the time of our life. And then we had the radio going, and then AM, Chick Hearn, Lakers. Right. And then FM. The Dead. The Dead. Are, are you, Jefferson Starship, uh, uh, Rolling Stones, but let's talk about Bob Dylan, Neil all, Young, John Fogarty. Are they all alive? Rolling Stones. Are they all alive? They're all alive. They're all, they're, 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 but they haven't lost, the, nobody's lost their voice, especially the Dead. Are you a better basketball player than the Dead is a trucking band? The similarities. That's an interesting answer that one. Are the same. Yeah. The, the, the group dynamics. What makes a group successful? Honor, sacrifice, and discipline. We see the failures in the world all the time. Deceit, dishonesty, lies, and hypocrisy. If hypocrisy were food, there would be no hunger. And the lack of honor. It, it just it, it destroys things and I am always standing at the fork in the road and okay. the choices that we make and so the, the the choices that I made to to be a fan of the Grateful Dead to be a fan of Bob Dylan and Neil Young and John Fogarty and Jimmy Cliff and Jackson Brown and the Beach Boys and the Stones and John Lennon and George Harrison and Ringo I'm ready to cry. And, and Paul and all <laughs> these guys who who sing the songs of okay. life right. of joy of happiness and this was all reflected through the culture of the sport that I played in and that I watched and listened to and the messenger was Chick Hearn yep. and the, 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 just the greatest broadcaster and Chick was who I wanted to be because Chick could talk the way I was thinking I love speed I love it fast I love drums I love piano I love basketball I love the fight for the ball I love racing up and down I love riding my bike I love all that kind of stuff that requires constant motion and to have the melody and then the lyrics and the purpose and the meaning I grew up through basketball with the life of hope, opportunity, and purpose. That transitioned over now 67 years to include pride, loyalty, and gratitude. I was unaware growing up of the challenges that so many people face without having a great home life, without having a great school, without having a great support system. You learn as you mature and grow old that, hey, Privilege, that connotes responsibility, duty, and obligation. And ultimately, it all leads to that life of honor, which we uh, try to live on a constant basis. And this was, the, this was the last and the hardest lesson that I've finally accumulated from John Wooden. Because he taught us all this stuff that was just racing around in our heads. And you know, he had the four laws yeah. of learning. Um, demonstration, imitation, correction, repetition. And just everything was just going full speed. But he would always come back to this thought. You know, how do you define success? What, what does it mean to win? What does it look like? What does it feel like? And he would always say the same thing. And it made no sense to me. And he would say, success is the peace of mind that comes with the self-satisfaction of knowing that you've done your best. And none of that 
It's super easy to memorize, yeah. but none of it made any sense until very recently. And I was preparing for an event and I didn't understand what the event was. And so I reached out to one of my old teammates who had also played for John Wooden and who had lived this roller coaster ride as we all do. And we were kind of going through what the purpose and what the goal, what the scenario was going to be like at this event that I was going to be the featured speaker. And this guy who's older than I am and who's been there and done that, he kept coming back to me and he's saying, Bill, it's the peace of mind. It's the peace of mind that comes from the self-satisfaction of knowing that you've done your best. And so, well, I'm never satisfied and I'm never confident and I'm never happy with the job that I do, I am getting better at trying to reach that state of mind that comes from the peace of mind. The beauty of sport is that it, it teaches you everything about life and, and, and it's decided right out in front of you. Well, Bill Walton certainly has a lot to say and he says it and he can say more. Uh, really happy to have him and count him as somebody who is an associate and a friend. Callie Kazire did it again, NFL issues this week, as we look forward to matchups to, from the lens of the sports business. The Ravens and the Bucks on Thursday, Amazon-exclusive Thursday Night Football matchup. Two former MVPs, Lamar Jackson Tom Brady. The Buccaneers have a strong fan base in Tampa Bay. They're striving to push their brand internationally, signing a deal with Legends to become the exclusive sponsor sales agent for the Buccaneers in Germany. Team has commercial rights through at least 2026 in the NFL's international marketing program, and the Bucks will play in Munich on November 13 against the Seahawks and hope they can turn the momentum of their season around with a battle against Baltimore before they showcase their talents internationally to an eager and growing European pan- fan base. The Legends' first sales relationship with the NFL team via the international marketing program. Many say it'll be a win-win for all. Patriots at the Jets on Sunday. Jets are 5-2. and two. Host division rivals the Pats on Sunday afternoon, hoping to continue their hot start against Belichick and crew, who have historically had their number in matchups. While having one of the biggest markets in the world at their fingertips in New York, the Jets, like the Bucks, looking to expand their fan base in Europe. Franchise recently signed a content deal with UK-based Sky Sports. will air the team-dedicated programming and content through 2022. Follows a recent deal with Charles Twickwit menswear brand, a UK marketing partnership regarding the Sky Sports deal. Jaime Alhai, the president of the Jets, say, UK has become our second home of the Jets. The partnership allows us to provide our fans with content throughout the season. And Commissioner Roger Goodell said, we may even see an NFL franchise in Europe one day. Jaguars, take notice. You're not the only game in London. Packers at Bills. On Sunday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers travels to Buffalo to take on what might be the best team in the NFL. Green Bay season quickly going downhill, despite having a roster expected to be a contender. Super Bowl odds plus 272. Along with the team champion contender in the field, Buffalo well on its way to getting a new stadium for their franchise. The $1.4 billion stadium agreement finalized. Erie County, $250 million. The Bills, $550. New York State, 600. That 850 of taxpayer funds is 100 million more than the record set in Nevada when they convinced the Raiders to locate to Vegas. The Sunday game features two fan bases that share many similarities. 
with small markets, tight communities, teams funded by the public, and cold weather, while a retractable dome would have made the Bills' new stadium more visible or viable for other events and a possible Super Bowl. The project will not feature a roof, will be an open-air stadium, opting to keep the Buffalo experience as authentic as it is a current Highmark, four-letter word, cold. (laughs) No matter weather or on-field performance, expect fans from both fan bases to make an incredible atmosphere for football on Sunday night from a business perspective as well. Thanks again, Callie, for giving us some perspective we don't get elsewhere. The Gaming Minute. Long wait for online sports betting in Maryland, almost over. Two years after Maryland voters decided to legalize sports betting, and nearly a year after the first bets were placed in the state's casinos, Maryland could start taking online sports bets by the end of November, early December. After first reviewing the applications it received, the state commission said this last week. The Sports Wagering Application Review Commission said the state had received 10 applications and probably more as well. They're meeting at the end of the week, each application vetted by the state, and then the commission will reveal the companies rewarded the licenses. The commission said it will issue the licenses on a rolling basis as it completes the application reviews instead of issuing them all at once. Some of the industry's largest operators already have started directing ad revenue toward Maryland residents. Obviously, it is a goldmine for them. That's your Sports Gaming Minute. Now your Tech Minute. Startup recruiting platform SEQL closes a million eight seed funding round to bring total raise to date to nearly seven million. The company's goal is to amplify scouting reports for socioeconomically disadvantaged high school athletes for free. They work with more than 50 companies like Adidas and Legends who cover the costs of a nationwide videographer network in exchange for athletes' access through the app. Notable investors, Barry Sanders, DeAndre Hopkins, Nancy Lieberman, Quinn Cook, and new investors include Rodney McLeod, Andrew Bogut, EverFi co-founder John Chapman, and pro poker players Phil Helmuth, Jeff Gross, and others. SEQL also provides content geared toward elevating athletes on and off the field. Company founded in 2020 by former college athletes Robert DeWolf, Bryant Drayton, Jamal Bevels as STAC and rebranded to SEQL shortly after. Sports Tech Minute. And finally, the Good Sports Five. Obviously very important still in the age of philanthropy, and we hope it keeps going. The Ravens launched the augmented reality Imagine AR team app for Sunday. We talked about it, but the deal is the upside potential for even more philanthropy, revenue, and fan experience. Sharp app joins HPL Digital Sport and Cardinal Sport Capital Accelerator program following a 200% increase in daily and monthly active users. Former and current gaming clients, Sport Radar, Sharp Leam Gaming, Digital Sport, and others. Financial app Kinley signs USC basketball, Deja Kelly, Jackson State's football, Shadur Shiloh Sanders to NIL deals. This week alone, 
Shadour signed a deal with Tom Brady's apparel firm, Brady Brand, which was followed by both Shiloh and Shadour signing with the apparel company Actively Black. Bottom line is this. There will be many, many more NIL deals, and clearly very important. Stephen Curry launches a graphic novel series of sports stars. He continues to expand his on-court portfolio. Exciting to see a series come to life. Uh, obviously a big deal all across the board. And then finally, when you consider the Professional Fighters League, we've talked about them, but the zone launching internationally, more money for everybody. That's your Good Sports 5. We'd like to thank Callie Kazire for helping us put together the NFL business issues for the week. We'd always like to thank Bill Walton, certainly opinionated in giving his valuable time from so many different points of view. We'd like to thank Nick Nielsen and others for helping us put the show together. We'd certainly like to thank you for listening and watching. And join us next time when we go inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports. Sports professor Rick Haro, speak with you soon.